When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, happy new year, everybody. We start off 2024. We got a lot to talk about. I'll tell you, the college football games yesterday were phenomenal. They were phenomenal. I mean, if you don't like those games, then you don't like college football. I mean, the first game with Michigan and Alabama, I mean, what can you say? Overtime. Texas with a chance at a thrilling comeback against a undefeated Washington team. Setting up Washington and Michigan coming up on Monday night for all the marbles of college football. Yeah, it would have been great if this were the year that we had an expanded playoff because we would have seen Georgia. We would have seen Florida State. But for the semifinals yesterday, boy, that was good. That was good football. That really was. All right. You've got some huge games coming up in the NFL. We can talk about that if you want. We can talk about that debacle at the end of the Dallas-Detroit game. That's about as bad as it gets. That that, that really is. You know, that, that, that officiating crew who have been downgraded as they should be, that's as bad as it gets. There's just no other way to say it. Kings tonight, taking on a Charlotte team that's been decimated by injuries. That's lost 11 in a row. Then you have Orlando coming in tomorrow. You've got a Sacramento team that's coming off a two-on-one road trip, although it was not a thing of beauty. Let's just call it the way it is. Uh, Yeah, you'll take the wins. But, you know, the beginning of that road trip was not good. You know, I talked about this on my rant today. The, the, The inconsistencies of the Kings are so puzzling. You know, there are too many games where they're 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 just too Jekyll and Hyde. So that's what I think they're going to have to really improve on in 2024 uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, which I think they will, unless the Aaron Fox or Sabonis gets hurt and get it past the first round. Because right now, I, I don't see it happening. I, I just think they have too many inconsistencies. But you know what? They are 19 and 12. That's very good. You know, it sounds kind of odd to be sitting here complaining about a Sacramento Kings team that's 19 and 12 and complaining about it, you know, based on the history. So be grateful that they're 19 and 12. Be grateful that there's still room for improvement. And uh, again, tonight's got to be an absolute must win game. Must win. All right. So uh, uh, back to back tomorrow, but you got the Magic who are in. San Francisco playing the Warriors. So there's no advantage. Both teams are playing tonight, and both teams will be on a second night of a back-to-back. Now, we know the Kings, 
This year on the second night of back-to-backs have been putrid. They have been horrible. They haven't even been competitive. All right? Have not even been competitive. All right, other games tonight, the 76ers and the Bulls. Philly's already up almost 30 on the Bulls. Spurs are at the Grizzlies. Pelicans host the Nets. Good game in Oklahoma City tonight. Very good game. Boston is at OKC. Then you got the Magic and the Warriors and, you know, uh, the Kings host the Charlotte Hornets. All right? So I think a real key for Sacramento tonight is blow this team off the floor because they're not very good. And don't play your players a lot of minutes. That would go a long way into winning tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. By the way, the game tonight in Oklahoma City, Boston, 26-6, and six, top dog in the East. Oklahoma City, 22-9, and nine, second in the West. I told you about Oklahoma City. I've been on them for a year that they would be a team to be reckoned with. Then you had Denver, the Clippers, the Kings, New Orleans. Those are your top six. All right, who wants to be my leadoff person to start off 2024? Who wants to be my first caller of 2024? Who's going to get me started? All right, we get you rolling. Don't forget, Ryan with the pregame show tonight, Jerry Reynolds at halftime, and then the postgame, and we will do it all over again tomorrow. All right, but uh, need a leadoff person. Get the show rolling here for 2024. All right, NFL, some big games. Obviously, I think Miami, I've been saying this all year, Miami's not that good. They're not. I think they're going to get their doors blown off by the Buffalo Bills. Miami's not that good. They're really not. And that game's been flexed, and that's going to be a fun game. But there's nothing that I've seen in Miami this year that goes, oh, yeah, they're a good team. You know, they're they're not nearly as good as the record indicates. I would say the same thing about Dallas. They're not nearly as good as their record indicates. But that Buffalo-Miami game uh, will be at least fun to watch. All right? All right, let's get the show rolling, and let's get to Waggus. Waggus, Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? Happy New Year, Grant. I'm good. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about, the obviously, the Cowboys-Lions ending. Um, obviously affects a lot of teams, because I, I don't think the Niners would have had it wrapped up if the Lions would have won the number one seed. Uh, Correct. But uh, so so I wanted to ask you, obviously, we all know that it was high rate robbery that happens then. So now it's a five yard penalty. Do you think just on pure emotion, he went for he uh, Dan Campbell went for it from the seven yard line because, you know, he kind of wanted to, you know, kind of like that gambler's mentality, like, you know, they, they took something away from me. Now I got to get it back because at that point, that's a very low percentage. Uh, yeah, he should have kicked an extra point there. That was a big mistake yeah. by Dan Campbell. Okay, so do you think that was more emotional, or or, or do you think he would have done yes. it either way? Okay. Um, I can't I can't speak for Dan Campbell. Right. They have gone yeah. forward a lot this year, but to me, I do believe that was an emotional decision. You know, at that point, once the penalty is there and the balls move back, okay, uh, to what the seven yard line, you got to kick the extra point there. Now, obviously, Dallas then was offsides and the ball was moved back. But, you know, at that for the third time, I'm OK with it. But on the second one, you got to kick the extra point there, in my opinion. Yeah. And as much as, you know, like, I don't think Dallas really won that game because there was obviously there was that safety that was missed in the end zone that ended up being a 94 yard touchdown or whatever. Um, so 
I mean, Dallas didn't look all that invisible. So uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to ask you, is the Lions the number two team? Are they the biggest threat to the Niners in the NFC? Yeah, because Philadelphia has completely evaporated and fallen off the map. I think so. I don't think Dallas is that good. I've been saying that all year. I, I don't think Dallas is that good of a team. They're not nearly as good as the record indicates. And so to me, uh, I think if Detroit plays Dallas again, I think they'll beat them. I think that would set up one hell of a rematch uh, if that were to occur. Okay. Got it. Uh, thanks, Greg. I mean, the only thing you got about that, the only thing you have about the Lions is their inexperience being in these situations. You know, this is all new for them. And right. although, you know, remember last year, you know, they ended the season by going in and, you know, beating the Packers to knock the yeah. Packers out of the playoffs on the road. So, I mean, I think that was a big moment for them. You know, they 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 can handle the big moments. They handled a big moment in Dallas and they got screwed, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see how how something like that can be missed because I actually watched the video in slow motion. And it kind of looked like he even nodded to number 68, um, um, I yep. believe, the referee. So maybe it was just a mind thing, but... Something like that. You know what I think happened? You know what I think happened? I think that because number 70 had reported eligible a couple of times, I believe that the official, and again, uh, this is just me, heard the right player report and assumed, without even looking at the jersey, that it was still number 70. That's what I think happened. Okay. Um, okay. And then, uh, okay, so, I, I mean, I think – I think it's the Lions. I I think the Niners can beat them, of course. Uh, but I got to be honest with you, and uh, I just don't see them beating the Ravens uh, or maybe even beating the Browns in the Super Bowl. Um, I think those are the two best teams in the AFC. Uh, just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Well, if Joe Flacco takes the Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, it'll be one of the great stories in the history of the National Football League. Okay? That's number one. Number two... Assuming that Baltimore is healthy, to me, they are clearly head and shoulders above everyone else. And they proved that last week when they went in into San Francisco and dismantled them. They are the real deal on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And they are clearly, without a doubt, the team to beat, assuming that they don't have any injuries, which I don't think they're going to because I don't think they're going to play anybody. But they're clearly the team to beat now. Here's the, here's the issue with the Baltimore Ravens. You have a quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who's probably going to be the MVP again, right. who has not played well in January, and he's got to get that off his back, okay? He must get the job done. He's got to win two games this year, Waggus, to get to the Super Bowl. Yep. That's it. Yep. They're both at home. No excuses against a weakened AFC and I, you know what I think the game is going to be right now? I think it's going to be Buffalo and Baltimore hooking up, and that will be a good game. If Buffalo puts one of their games together, that would be a hell of a contest. Yeah. I think Lamar, because this is like a repeat of the 2019 season, same thing happened with us against the Ravens on the road. I remember we couldn't stop Lamar with a play action. Uh, you know, the Niners historically have struggled with – the Niners' pass rush have struggled with mobile quarterbacks. Even sometimes when we when we played against Arizona, Kyler Murray, I, 
I kind of felt like we, you know, kind of struggled. And, and Arizona did put up a lot of points on us. So every team struggles against Lamar point, Jackson. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, when Lamar's on his game, no, no one – I haven't seen anyone yeah. keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. There's only one quarterback that, in my opinion, that could beat him in the AFC, and he's hurt, and that was Deshaun Watson. And he did beat him, I think, in, like, week 11 or whatever. Um, but I think that, you know – uh, you're right. He does need to get off the back. I, I I believe he will this year, because remember he's still only 25 years old, right? Or 26. Yep. So, yep. So, he's so young. He was he's also, still, yeah. 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 He was only yep. 22 back then. So I I do think he gets it off, but I just think that this team is a little bit better than the 2019 team. So um, that's you know, again, it's yeah. Yeah, they they may be they they may yeah. be, but here's where I think the big difference is. I think that the AFC is a lot different than we thought it would be. Kansas City doesn't look that good, right? Yeah, yeah. You have a Miami team that, to me, is vastly overrated. You have Buffalo that's been wildly inconsistent. You have a team in the NFC, AFC South. There are no teams there that are going to scare you. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, right? You know I mean? There are no teams, in, to me, uh, as you said, other than Cleveland and Buffalo that, to me, could even stay on the field with Baltimore right now. Oh, okay. Here's my last thought, and here's one for you. How big of a – because in my – look, Brock Purdy has done good. He's done great. I, I don't think he's any better than Garoppolo. I don't think he's any worse. Maybe he's a little bit better. Maybe, you know, whatever, right? Because I think Jimmy still took this team to the Super Bowl, won huge games, right, um, no matter what his deficiencies were. But how big of a mistake – was not drafting Justin Fields, right, instead of going for Trey Lance, you know, because obviously Kyle Shanahan was going for that mobile quarterback. How different do you think, you know, we would have an outlook of the team right now where, in my opinion, if we had a mobile quarterback uh, like a Justin Fields with this roster, I think our chances would be better against a team like I I 100% disagree. You don't win with mobile quarterbacks with the rare exception. Justin Fields would not be better than Brock Purdy with the San Francisco 49ers. There's no way. Probably would be hurt. I don't know why you were so enamored with a mobile quarterback. Was Tom Brady mobile? Was Peyton Manning mobile? Was Eli Manning mobile? I mean, we can go on and on. I don't think you need a mobile quarterback to win in the NFL. You need, Look at Joe Flacco. Is Joe Flacco a mobile quarterback? You just use them as maybe a team that could beat Baltimore. No, give me a quarterback that can throw the football, who can run when he has to. And by the way, that is Purdy. Purdy's pretty mobile. When he has to run, he can use his legs to get first downs and run. Running quarterbacks uh, in the NFL, to use your term, you didn't say running, you said mobile. mobile yeah, most mobile, mobile yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL end up getting hurt, okay? Not all, but most of them do. Justin yeah, Fields, I, to me, it, it, I would I would take Brock Purdy over Justin Fields every single day of the week. I would never take Justin Fields over Brock Purdy. I mean, and, and I disagree with you about your assessment of Garoppolo and Purdy. Brock Purdy, to me, is superior in Gar- to Garoppolo. Yes, you make a good point. Garoppolo did take basically the same team to the Super Bowl, and Purdy Without has McCaffrey. not done that yet. Without McCaffrey. I understand, but they also yeah. had some other players. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, but, but, but um, I don't agree with your assessment okay. on that. I think, Pur- I, think Purdy, I think Purdy is a better quarterback than Garoppolo. No, no, that's fine. I mean... Like I said, I don't think he's any worse. You know, I, I just don't think he's any better. But again, if he wins, as a fan, if he wins the Super Bowl, fine, right? Whatever. I don't care. He could be the best one. 
the the reason why I say mobile is because to get away from the pass rush, not necessarily take off with the ball, the movement in the pocket, something that Lamar did, Lamar has done really well yep. this year. Yep. Um, that's yep. what I mean by that. But you know, Grant, I agree. You don't need a mobile quarterback, but and I know Cam Purdy can get gone. away from pressure. Yeah. yeah. Brock Purdy runs. Purdy gets yeah. away from pressure. And I know Cam's gone now. He doesn't have the same, but he literally took a dis, you know, pretty much a. Come on, I mean that 2015 team that he took to the Super Bowl. I know what happened. The Super Bowl was wrong or whatever, and and he should have, you know, obviously had a better performance. But you got to admit that was probably one of the best performances we've seen from a mobile quarterback ever, right? Yes, he was the MVP of the league. Right. Right. Okay. So, I mean. Okay, but but to counter, but okay, but to counter that. Yeah. Okay. Now, understand where I say this. He wasn't a flash in a pan, but his no. career was very short-lived for his success. That is true, yes. Okay? Yeah. And and there have been a lot of quarterbacks that have played over the years, okay, that have won Super Bowls. Jeff Hostetler, Trent Dilfer, okay, Doug Williams, Mark Rippon. I mean, I'm going back in time, but I, we could even go back to, you know, some recent memory games. I mean, that aren't named Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that aren't named Tom Brady, that have gotten to the Super Bowl, been on a good team, played well for the playoff games and in January, and have been a Super Bowl champion. And we don't consider them an elite quarterback or a very good quarterback or a mobile quarterback. You know, we we, we don't, but yet it's been done. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles when they won their Super Bowl. How did Nick Foles, how did that happen? You know what I mean? I get it. So I, I get it. I think you're making a little bit too much out of this. No, I mean, Cam was obviously a phenomenal talent. I think yes, he, he was. Yeah, if he would have developed a throwing arm a little bit more and would have ran less, he was probably still would have been in the league. I, I feel like him trying to, you know, literally run every play, get hurt. Obviously, he banged up his whatever shoulder, or whatever, a couple of times, and you know that's why he's out of the league. So yeah, no, I mean, I do get it. Quarterbacks in the NFL that do run have a shorter lifespan so but the only great thing that i'm seeing with lamar is he has taken a step back he he does he does not just run with the ball anymore like he did four years ago right so no no he's much better yeah, yeah much better yeah no so, I, listen yeah. i think the guy he's a dynamic player but but this league is okay what have you done for me in january and lamar jackson doesn't have anything to to, to put on his mantle for how he's played in January. This is a huge, huge postseason coming up for him. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, um, but I do predict that the, um, most likely the Niners will see him in Vegas. I, I agree. This is the year he gets I totally agree. Yep. Oh, thanks, yep. Grant. Thank you. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. Bye. All right, good stuff. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From Waggus, let's get to uh, Jerry right here on Listen Up. Jerry, happy new year, buddy. Hey, Grant. Same to you, sir. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Hey, Grant, uh, you know, this morning, you know what? I loved your rant, Grant. Um, do you see if the Kings keep playing inconsistent, like you said this morning, do you see Coach Brown making uh, more changes for the lineup? Yes. And when you say that, um, who would else would you uh, bring in to uh, set some of the starters down? I think Trey Lyles would start. You know, I think that would be one of the moves that he would make. Listen, Mike Brown sees the same thing that we see, all right? He's not stupid. And he understands that the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of the team uh, is, is in order for him to get this team winning in the playoffs, that's going to have to change. I also think you could see, you know, a move or two before the trade deadline to solidify this area. But I'm, I'm not, you know, again, takes two teams to make a trade. So I'm not saying that's 100% going to happen, but you know, I don't think Mike Brown can keep on going with the same starting lineup and expect different results. It's already, he's seen this team play now. What, how many games are we talking about? There are 30 games in, right? They're more than right. 30 games. So, right. all right. So we're, you are who you are after 30 games. And Grant, you know what, do you see the Kings going after Pels? Siakam, um, if I'm saying that name right. Uh, I don't know. I, Jerry, I don't know, Jerry. I can't name specific players because I don't know, you know, what they're talking about, um, who they have on the table, who would they be willing to trade, who they wouldn't be able to trade. I can just tell you this, Jerry. It's nice to talk about a Kings team and some of the issues they're having when they're still 19 and 12, right? That's a nice change. Grant, can you imagine, Grant, if uh, Darren Fox and Sabonis had the support, what this team, what this record would uh, would and should be if everybody was pulling their part? Yep. Yep. I would probably have 22 wins and be right up there near the top of the West. And Grant, let me ask you something uh, about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, do you think, Grant, if they get in as a wild card, uh, do you see them going far in the playoffs? Well, first of all, they they have clinched the playoff spot. So if they win the division, uh, they would get an extra home game. But um, no, I don't. I think they'll win their first round game, and I think they'll lose in week two, whoever they play. And Grant, can you uh, tell me, uh, is there a reason why the NFL, because I remember there used to be multiple teams that would get the first round by. Do you know why they changed that? Uh, yeah, because they added an extra game to the season, and they added an extra playoff team. 
And when they added an extra playoff team, in order to have a balanced playoff schedule, uh, only one team, they basically made more money for the TV networks by adding a playoff team, which means you added one more playoff game on TV, uh, which means that you had a unequal number of teams. So to make it right, you, the team with the best right. overall record in the conference got the week off. And Grant, do they do that because they uh, took one game uh, away in the preseason? Uh, is that why that was done? Yes. Yes, that's correct. I see. And Grant, uh, one more thing, Grant, with the 49ers, do you think they should sit some of their starters down? Which I know uh, Caffrey, uh, he's going to be sitting down. What about Debo, Purdy? Uh, what about those guys? I, I, wouldn't play, I wouldn't play anybody this week. I wouldn't play Trent Williams. I wouldn't play uh, Kittle. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play uh, Fred Warner. I wouldn't. I would. I would rest all of my my guys that are difference makers. They would not put on their uniform. The uh, mask this. So uh, don't the Rams need this game to uh, make the postseason? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. You know what? The Niners don't owe anything to the Rams. You know they they did their thing, and that's every team understands that's how it works. And you know that again, that's just the way it is. You know. Um, no, really. I mean, the Rams are already in the playoffs. I mean, they've clinched a wild card, so they don't have to win this game. You know, I, I could see the Rams not playing anyone either. I haven't seen Sean McVay yet and what he's going to do. But, no, the Rams are already in the playoffs. Here are the teams that are already clinched the playoffs, okay? okay. Dallas, Philadelphia, Detroit, San Francisco, and the Rams. We don't know what's going on yet with Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans, all right? And Grant, now that you bring up Philadelphia, what's going on with the Eagles, Grant? I mean, they look I don't know. like they don't know, even know how to play football anymore. Jalen Hurts, I mean, looks like he, uh, in the first time that somebody threw him a football. What's going on with that? Uh, their defense is not as good this year. Their offensive line is not as good this year. And, you know, they're way down in sacks compared to where they were a year ago. Their offensive line is not as good as it was last year. So those are the two main things. But they look they, they don't look like they can even win a game. And I mean, Grant, it's pretty it's hard to believe. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Grant, it is, Grant. And you know what we all know that the you know, the Eagles lost a bunch of coaches. Do you think that has anything to do with it, Grant? No. Uh, okay. No. All right. All right. So I mean, well, yes. The reason why I say no, I mean, you know, the 49ers lost. D'Amico Ryans to Houston, they're still the number one seed, right? I mean, good teams lose coaches all the time every year. And listen, would it be better to have those coaches stay with the team? Yes, but it's still a player's league. It really is. Yeah, but then again, too, Grant, you said this numerous times, too, that with the Niners defense, you know, you can throw in anybody there just to be the coach for the defense, and they would probably be the number one defense. I mean, so I don't know how a coach can make that much of a difference. Coaches make a big difference in the NFL. They do. They really do. But, but, but again, the biggest difference in the NFL is the talent on the field, right? Right. I mean, it just is. So, and, um, and Grant, uh, one more thing uh, about the Raiders coach. Do you think he will be retained um, next year? No. Or do you think Mark Davis is going to go Antonio Pierce? Yes. I, I, I do not think so. Because Mark Davis is a guy that is enamored with the big name. And that's not Antonio Pierce. 
Oh, geez, man. What is wrong with this guy? Oh, boy. Well, you I'll really want me to answer that? Uh, no, sir. No, Grant, because I know your answer already. <laughs> All right, Grant. Uh, thank you for taking my call, Grant. All right. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Okay, bye-bye. The, the, you know, the, the playoff picture is, again, the Rams are in, right? So the Niners, we know, get a first-round bye. All right. Dallas will be the number two seed. Okay. If they beat Washington or Philadelphia loses. All right. Um, but they go, they're number two. All right. They win against Washington. They're the number two seed. Detroit is currently the number three seed. They play Minnesota. Uh, the Bucks lead the NFC South, even though they just lost to the Saints because they hold the tiebreaker. All right. They're at Carolina. The Eagles, by the way, fall all the way to number five in the NFC. So how about that? Think about that. They need to beat the Giants and have Dallas lose to Washington. The Rams are currently the number six seed in the conference. All right. They are in the playoffs. The Packers are number seven when they beat Minnesota. If they beat Chicago this week, they're the other wild card, all right? And the Seahawks, they're, they do not control their destiny, all right? They do hold the tiebreaker over the Saints, but they do not hold. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. Uh, again, the Saints play the Falcons. They're number nine, all right? So they're tied for first, but again, Tampa Bay has the tiebreaker there. Minnesota's on life support. They're at Motown to take on the Lions. And again, the, the games this week, Atlanta is at New Orleans. It's a little complicated, but that's the NFC picture. All right. Hit me up. Who wants to talk on their first show of 2024? We say Happy New Year to Dorian. Hey, Dorian, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Grant, Happy New Year, man. Hope you had a great Christmas, great New Year. Thank you. You too. Of course. Before I ask you a question, I just want to wish everyone a, a, a blessed and a happy 2024. Hope you guys all uh, succeed in your careers and in your family and in, in all your endeavors. Uh, same to you, Grant. Hope you continue doing well on your podcast and, and crushing in all these platforms with Rhino. So we appreciate you for all the Kings content. Let us know, uh, as always, how we can support you. Grant, do you Thank think... You. Of course, Grant. Do you think... Um, this Kings team can win, um, can have a successful rest of the season or postseason with such a deep lineup in regards to like you know Mike Brown. I, I think it's a, it's a it's a it's a great problem to have you know with so many kind of dynamic players. Obviously, the Kings are nineteen and twelve, fifth in the West right now, but I feel like it's problematic because every game seems a little bit different. I mean, sometimes you'll have Davion come off the bench as opposed to Keon. You know, sometimes you're going to go deep in the bench and you're having, uh, you know, Vizenkov and you're having uh, Kessler Edwards, you're having McGee come in, you have Len come in. I mean, it seems like every game there's different matchup issues. Do you think, and, you know, for the most part, from what I've seen, you know, watching basketball, a lot of teams that are successful, they have a solid eight, nine man rotation. Do you think the Kings can be successful as the season progresses with having so many different, different lineups? Well, it depends on how you define success. I mean, they're yeah. having a successful season right now, so I don't know how you define success. To me, 
my personal opinion is success this year is a top six seed at the end of 82 games and a uh-huh. first round playoff victory. I totally. would deem that as a successful season. If they don't win a first round playoff series, then to me, this is not a successful season, but that's just me. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with, with with your statement. I just think sometimes it's problematic with just having so many different players come off the bench. But like I said, I, I don't think we can so much complain because the Kings are getting their wins and the West, you know, is pretty solid this year with not as many injuries. But I feel like as if I'm Mike Brown, that poses a problem for me. It's like you can't, you know, even like with your starters, right? You have Duarte. Yeah, but, what, yeah, but you have to ask yourself, why is he doing that? He's yeah. doing that because too many of his players that are part of your eight or nine eight or nine man rotation aren't playing well on a lot of nights. Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes. So he's got to use his bench this way because yeah. the players that are starters are not giving to him what he needs. Yeah. So to answer your question without you and now you and I have defined successful the same way. No, I don't. I don't think this team's going to win uh, a first round playoff series. That's that's the way I look at it, because I think this team is going to end up right around four or five. For sure. right. I personally think Minnesota is going to finish ahead of them. I think the Thunder are going to finish ahead of them. I think Denver's going to finish ahead of them and they'll be fighting it out for, with the other other teams. All right. The Clippers to me, I don't think the Kings would beat the Clippers in the playoffs. I don't think they would beat New Orleans in the playoffs. I don't think they would beat Denver in the playoffs. By the way, I'm saying this, assuming that those teams are healthy. Okay. Sure. I don't think they would beat Minnesota in the playoffs. You know, th- that's just my opinion. But we we also don't know if this is the team that's going to be playing in April. Monty McNair might make a big trade before the deadline next of month. Of course. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's weird because the Kings have beat all those top three teams, right? They beat the Timberwolves. They beat the Thunder. They beat the Nuggets, right? They haven't beat the Clippers yet. They haven't beat the Pelicans, but... Yeah, but they beat the Nuggets. They beat the Nuggets without uh, Jamal Palmer. Murray. That's a huge difference. Totally, for sure. I just think... And, it's Aaron, important- and Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon, yeah. I just think it's problematic as the season progresses, even though the Kings are winning. If Mike Brown can't find a solid eight-man rotation, and obviously the Monty McLaren might make a splash at the trade deadline, but... I just kind of see that as as a possible problem, you know, going into the later in the season, possibly in the playoffs. But we'll see. Well, here's here's your other issue. If you lose to Aaron Fox for a handful of games at any point during the season, you're probably not going to be a top four seed, which means you're going to have to be on the road, which is not that big of a deal for this team. They play pretty well on the road. Sure. But, you know, if you're a fifth seed, you play four. If you're six, you play three. And other than Oklahoma City, which I think the Kings match up very well against, I wouldn't like their matchups based on who I think those teams are going to be. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I also like how the Kings are taking care of business at home this year. Obviously, last year they were much better away yeah. team. I really like how they're yep. weighing the, some some wins here at home, which is obviously important. You know, it's, it seemed like in December they were mostly at home, which is great. I feel like this. I think this month they're they're. I don't know how many games they are away and home, but I think it's kind of even even. But they have a huge road trip coming up. After this homestand, they have a huge road trip coming up, which is going to be, you know, rather interesting. Uh, but right, but you, you got to take care of this homestand first because you really could run the table here because you got Orlando tomorrow, sure. but they're playing in San Francisco tonight. You should easily win tonight. I mean, let's just repeat me. Let me repeat that. You should easily win this game tonight against a team that's lost 11 in a row. And then you play Toronto, who just got, made a huge trade with the Knicks and they're reshuffling and they're not very good this year so you know a minimum of two and one on this three-game homestand yeah i i I don't think you know the the hornets are are like the hawks right but the kings can't keep putting themselves in positions where they have to keep climbing 
going into the fourth quarter, you know, p- being down by 20. I mean, you know, obviously they're a good team, but, you know, they can't be putting themselves in that position. But nonetheless, like I said, yeah. they got a back-to-back, you know, hopefully they can beat the Magic tomorrow, but they got to take care of business tonight against the Hornets. Yeah, again, this game's, the, you know, the p- perfect recipe for this game, Dorian, is you're playing a team that's terrible, okay? Sure. And if you put this team away, then Mike Brown doesn't have to play his starters a lot of minutes, which should help you for tomorrow. That's the way you got to look at a game like this tonight. Yeah, no, for sure. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they get the W. Again, everyone, happy New Year. Uh, much appreciated, Grant. Thank you so much. Go Kings. By the way, uh, you know, you were talking about the uh, lineup. Uh, Mike Brown is starting uh, Chris Duarte tonight, so he's going to be in the backcourt uh, with uh, De'Aaron Fox. Thanks, Grant. I appreciate you. Go Kings. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Don't forget, we will have all the coverage. Ryan will have the uh, pregame show uh, coming your way at 6.30. And then Jerry Reynolds joins us at halftime and the postgame show. Uh, same recipe for tomorrow. All right, I wanted to say Happy New Year. I wanted to do a quick show today, get uh, the football and everything else, and uh, we will uh, wrap it up with John. Hello, John. How are you, sir? Happy New Year, buddy. John, I'm where here. are you? I'm here. Are you there? Yep, go ahead, bud. Happy New Year, Grant, for starters, man. I just wanted to get in. First off, great calls from Waggus and Dorian, as always, and Jerry. And Happy New Year to everybody out there, just like they said, and you and everybody's family and everything like that. I mean, a million topics we could get on in sports. I missed a little bit at the beginning of your show, Grant. Can you give me a quick take on what you thought at the end of the Cowboys and Giants game? Uh, pardon me, Cowboys. And Lions, and the way I thought, right when I said it, I said they needed to hurry up and tell that lineman, and they were trying to, the Lions, I think, were trying to be a little bit deceptive, which a lot of teams do, and not let the defense know exactly what they were doing. Give me a quick overview. No, 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 no. That's not true because the official then goes over to the defense and tells them who's reporting. So, I mean, yeah, a little bit, but again – that's an audible uh, what I mean that 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 is via sound the official goes over it and tells the defense who's reporting you ask me what I thought about it it's an embarrassment for the National Football League okay because the mistake by the official has completely changed the NFC playoff picture and in my opinion had there been no time left on the clock as opposed to 23 or 26 seconds or whatever it was I, I'm not so sure that Roger Goodell, would not have changed the outcome of that game, but he can't because of the unknown. Dallas could have gotten the kickoff, could have made one play, kicked the field goal, and won the game. So he couldn't reverse the outcome of the game. But had there been no time on the clock when Detroit scored the touchdown, I believe that the league may have reversed the outcome of that game, which is under the power of the commissioner, Roger Goodell. So what do I think about it? I think it's an embarrassment for the National Football League. That's what I think about it. Hey, man, I thought the same thing since it was so up in the air when I was watching it. Watching it I thought, what really happened? What were they doing? And then they had three. It looked like they had three guys reporting at the same time. And then the referee was uh, getting back to his job going towards the line of scrimmage and so forth. I, I just don't know, man. But it was, hey, like you say, it was it was bad for the league, it, you know, just for the officials to not be on top of it like that, terrible. anything could have happened. And hey, Grant, we've talked about all these teams, and hey, I'd love to, like Dan Campbell, 
He's gritty, gutty. I loved him as a linebacker. He was f- gritty, gutty back then, and he still is. Going for tight two, end. He wasn't a linebacker. He wasn't a linebacker. He's a tight end. Yeah, I'm, you're right. You're right, Grant. Hey, he was gritty, gutty. And the thing is, he goes for it on for two almost every freaking time. If he would have kicked a couple extra points, they would have they would have won without any of that BS at the end. So it's just hey, you know what? Here's the deal. Coaches now in the NFL go for it too much. They gamble too much. But I can't really criticize Dan Campbell. He won the division, all right, and he beat the Cowboys and got screwed by the refs. So I can't really criticize Dan Campbell. I mean, the reality is Detroit got completely robbed by the officials in that game. And they, 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 I mean, I don't know what else to say. Hey, man, I agree with you. The, that was the official's fault. And hey, you know, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, but what are the Cowboys supposed to do? We did our job the whole time and the flag came out. That was, we didn't throw the flag. Nobody in Royal Blue and Silver threw the flag. So it is what it is, man. It was a fun week of football though. And that's one thing I just, you know, I missed. I knew you had probably commented on that and I didn't get that. But yep, I sure did. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear your input on that. Hey, thank you, John. Hey, listen, since the Kings have uh, taken Kevin Herter out of the starting lineup, I thought that was a good, good job and a good idea because I thought he was really granted. He wasn't shooting all that well, but he was a liability defensively. I think. Do you agree with that? Yep. Uh, you got to make changes. And he's a guy that's oh. been just, he's having a horrible year. Man, he he wasn't really coming off the bench. He did just fine coming off the bench. And I think that might be a good role for him. And hey, Atlanta yeah, had the only problem is the only problem is uh, in my opinion Chris Duarte is not a starting NBA guard. So, I mean, yeah, you you you're making a change, but it's, I still think that's an area of concern on this Kings team. Um yeah, you could be right about that, but I think Duarte is probably a little better of a defensive guard when it comes to that. So, Maybe. I guess this is why we play him, buddy. This is why we play him. Happy New Year, John. Grant, happy New Year to you, man. Uh, hey, last year was very, very trying for me. I hope this one's a little better. And thank everybody in our little nation. And thank you, Grant. Especially. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate thank you, you, John. Take care now. All right, again, pregame show with Ryan in Sacktown, halftime with Jerry, postgame show, Kings begin 2024. Thanks very much, everyone. Take care. Appreciate you very much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.